When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Jonathan here with the Score North download. You are listening to Score North on AM 1500 and the free Score North mobile app. Plenty of coronavirus-related cancellations, not just locally, but nationally as well. If you missed it last segment, Major League Baseball delaying the start of their season by two weeks. Minnesota Vikings have also suspended all travel for coaches and scouts. Major League Baseball, or sorry, I mentioned Major League Baseball. The Minnesota State High School League is permitting a limited number of spectators for the remaining boys and girls state tournament games. Also, MLS has suspended its season, according to Sports Illustrated, and the MLS now making that official. Minnesota United FC was scheduled to open its home opener on Sunday at Allianz Field. That will no longer take place. Minnesota Wild canceled morning skate media availability on Thursday. NHL cancel or postponing their season for 30 days as well. There's a running list of all the cancellations so far over at scorenorth.com. For a complete list, visit scorenorth.com. That's been your Scorenorth download. Now back to Purple Daily. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Matthew Collar and Courtney Cronin. And joining us from Pro Football Focus is Eric Eager, a data scientist, PhD. Does this mean you're smart about coronavirus? Well, one of the, the projects I used to do with, uh, when I was a mathematical biologist was epidemiology and vaccines and stuff. So this is kind of, uh, kind of down, uh, up my alley a little bit. I'm glad I got uh, extra cans of corn in the house, I guess. <laughs> so short answer, yeah, you are a doctor, so... and you're going to tell us everything's going to be fine, right? Uh, <laughs> when my wife asked me the same question, I said, well, and she goes, just say yes. Like, <laughs> so I don't know if, um, you know, I do think we're taking correct steps now. Obviously, we probably should have a couple weeks ago, but um, there's not a whole lot we can do now than what we're doing, so. Well, one thing that, uh, you know, I don't want to make light of anything like this, but I do find to be funny is people who want to out-tough the virus. Like, I'm going to go out there and live my life, and I'm going to go to sporting events where there are people who could definitely give me the virus and I could give it to other people who could die. And you're like, are you sure? And I kept thinking about, like, what other sports and football opinions that guy has. Like, that guy wants his middle linebacker to weigh 260 pounds. You know, that guy thinks if you run 30 times, you win. This guy would be in favor of paying Dalvin Cook $15 million a year on a contract at all running backs. Well, yeah, it's interesting because last week I, I wrote about how defense is sort of fragile in the sense that it's like the lower tier players. And it's very much like 
you know how you know you you look at you know a guy trying to come back from injury and play through like a like a sprained ankle and he he makes the player next to him worse and he makes the player next to him worse and it's kind of a nice analogy for what we have right now which is you know you might be you might be healthy or you might be sick but like you're 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 making it worse for everybody around you if you don't go through the protocol Right, for sure. So let's talk some football because we'll wait on more news from the NFL. Right now, they are going on their way about free agency, and that's what I wanted to initially discuss with you, Eric, is we're getting closer to, I think, free agency starting and us finally getting an idea of what direction the Minnesota Vikings should go. So let me ask you this. Instead of who should they sign who should they not keep? If you look at who they still have on the roster right now, how they can potentially create cap space. You have your Xavier Rhodes, your Riley Reef, your Linval Joseph. Like, what would be the plan? How much cap space would you want to try and create? Which players might you move out? Like, what should the approach be? Because even if you do create cap space, you have a ton of your own free agents that you have to try and keep and, and re-sign. And then you have a, a, even more spaces to fill if you get rid of those players that you currently have. So what is what is your sense for how they should go about um, deciding who to cut that is on the current roster? Yeah, well, and even just looking at who to, to retain. like I, I'm very, very curious as to what the market would be for Trey Waynes. Um, because if he gets... Offered, you know, in, in sort of, I kind of think, other than Byron Jones, a weak cornerback class, if he gets offered like Trumaine Johnson money, that Vikings should absolutely let him go. Because I think anything above sort of a mid tier contract, they're going to be very disappointed in him uh, because I don't think he can produce at that level. Obviously, Xavier Rhodes is somebody they, they should probably let go given his price tag and how just physically unfit he looked last year, uh, you know. And then, I don't know. I mean, honestly, the, the Everson Griffin thing, it's like, it depends upon what his contract is, but at anything more, you know similar to what he's making right now, I don't know if he's going to be able to produce the type of value there. So on the defensive side of the ball, it's tough because they're probably it's probably the right move to let a lot of players go, and yet it's going to leave their defense with a lot less depth and a lot less than what they had going into even last season. Courtney, I want to ask you a question, and then I want Eric you to react to her answer. Uh, Mike Zimmer going to the podium in Indy to say that Everson Griffin was definitely coming back. Well, they expect him to come back. Yeah, but you know, in Zimmer language, like, he's coming back. What did you make of that? I mean, is that like, was it too, it sort of sat with me as too aggressive because there's reason for both the team and Everson Griffin to not be back. Well, I've been looking around the league. I've been talking with people, and I know that Everson wants to be back here. It's just, it, what does it come down to? Like any situation, it comes down to financials. If he has a chance to test the market in free agency, if he's hearing from his agent, yeah, the market is XYZ for you. You're going to get more if you go to Seattle. You're going to get more if you go to another team that needs an edge rush. And the reason I said Seattle is just obviously with the connection with Pete Carroll, mm-hmm. that was the first team off top of my head. Sure, at least it's a, enticing, but... The way that I view the Everson Griffin situation, Linville Joseph, because I thought I was going to get, I'm going to ask Eric a question about the defensive line next, because it could look very, very different than it does right now, mm-hmm. at least the unit that we've seen for the last few years. His best situation is here in Minnesota, coming upon 33 years old this season. He had a chance to do this last year. I say, look at the track record. He could have been a free agent last year and gone to test the market um, at that point. And what happens if you do get that big payday and you don't perform at the level? You're out of the league, probably. There's no second chance at that point. So 
I feel like following suit here is where all things align because he's never been with another franchise. He knows this defense inside and out. He knows what his role is. They know what his role is. I think that's why Zimmer seems so confident. I didn't read it as Zim tipping his hand one way or the other towards, hey, we actually think he's going to enter free agency. This is our you know, ploy to keep him here. I think that Griffin wants to be in Minnesota because he's smart enough to know that this is his best fit. And going elsewhere, you're starting over at a season when you turn 33 years old. Not saying that he couldn't do it, but realistically speaking, in, the way, in his relationship with the team, he loves Andre Patterson. He wants to be here. Uh, Eric, smart idea to sign Everson Griffin back. Well, I think it's smart for Emerson Griffin to want to return, as Courtney said. I mean, you look at, you know, he was drafted in the fourth round with a lot of, quote, character issues that people thought of, and the Vikings nurtured him to a starting caliber player, then signed him to a huge deal before he had have, he started maybe one game his entire career. Then last, you know, 2018, he had, he had the off-the-field issues, and they hung with him around that. I can see why Griffin wants to be in Minnesota. The, the flip side of it is, the, and maybe this has changed now if Dom Scapers comes in. They use a lot more rotations in Green Bay. But Zimmer has not been as uh, quick to rotate defensive linemen. Uh, you know, and Griffin, so if he comes in and plays, he might like he might be more effective as a 400-snap pass rusher than he would be in his customary role in Minnesota. Are they going to be able to be pliable to that situation? Now having a Fadi Adetabo, some young guys that they've, that they've uh, helped emerge helps that, but to me, like that's the perfect situation for Griffin. I agree with Courtney that for him, it makes a lot of sense to stay in Minnesota. The only reason I could see him leaving, though, is the fact that aside from Chase Young, the edge draft class is extremely weak. And in free agency, there's like sort of a top-tier group of, of edge players that are going to get paid a lot. And then there's Everson Griffin there. A team might be like, oh, well, he might be worth you know seven to ten million, twelve million a year. We don't have to pay the fifteen to twenty for some of the you know the Jay Van Clownies of the world. Griffin sort of fits in well there, but I agree. I think he comes back to Minnesota for his own sake. As it pertains to the defensive line in free agency, that feels like one of the more populated groups, particularly on the interior of guys who could go on and make money uh, this period. I mean, it's it's a bad class for wide receivers, as we know. As you said earlier, it's not a very populated group for cornerbacks, but for defensive tackles, on that side of it, it's not a bad group. It's pretty. It's pretty populated for free agency. For free agency. Yeah. Um, how do you think Linville Joseph factors into that? I'm not saying he's a free agent yet. Uh, he has a high cap hit. Numbers eleven point one five million this season. The Vikings. That's a very very high number for them to pay for somebody whose production has trailed off the last few years. He's on the other side of thirty. Uh, and at this point, even Mike Zimmer said last year was talking about playing Linville less. Could he have a market as a true nose tackle? I mean, he's not going to be playing three technique for you. We know what his role is, especially in the Vikings defense, uh, and even how they struggled to stop the run, and that was his big thing. You know, that was why he was signed as such a priority free agent in Mike Zimmer's first wave of free agency in 2014. Um, could he have a market? Could you see a situation where he could end up somewhere else and actually be making close to what he's making now if indeed the Vikings said, hey, we need you to take a restructure, pay cut, and if they did part ways? I mean, I think it's really tough because the, the league is trending more towards the Chris Joneses of the world, the Fletcher Coxes, the Aaron, Aaron Donald's good at everything, but you know, the pass rush guy, that the John Randall, you know, old Vikings lure, sort of smaller guys that sort of maybe tackle the running back on the way to the quarterback, but are really trying to get after the quarterback on the interior. 
the Vikings already showed in the playoff game against New Orleans, they can approximate that with their two starting defensive ends, which is kind of cool to see. Um, Linval, I think the hard part with him is I don't think it's all his fault. You know, when, when he was next to the Tom Johnsons, the, uh, uh, the Sheldon Richardsons of the world, you know, they, uh, before him, Sharif Floyd, like he was a very good pass rushing nose as long as there was another interior player that was able to get some some heat. Uh, with Shamar Stepan next to him, he's a sole focus. Some physical declines in him, and it doesn't it doesn't add up really well. So I, I think yeah, I think the Vikings would probably be smart to get let him go as long as they could find a replacement. And there are some good like young like Javon Hargrave and you know uh, that are available. Uh, DJ Reader, that's in, but those guys might be paid too much too. It's just. But there, there's options available for Minnesota should they want to take them. I think the league is sort of moving away from the Linville Josephs, unfortunately for him, uh, to where I don't think his market's going to be good as good on the open market. So if they offer him a restructure, he might be smart to take it. Talking with Eric Eager of Pro Football Focus, as we discuss this, something keeps coming into my mind, Eric, is should we be critical of how the Vikings handled their last offseason? Because they are in the place with all the players that they decided to keep and not move on from and not trade and not create cap space with exactly the place that we thought they would be. And this includes signing Anthony Barr to a huge contract where we said, look, Anthony Barr is a good player and he's integral to what uh, Mike Zimmer wants to do, but he's not a player worth a $12.7 million cap hit this year. And with Xavier Rhodes, the dip was pretty clear at the end of the 2018 season, and yet they bring him back, and he was very expensive last year. And and Linval Joseph, the same thing, where it was injuries have built up and the nose tackle isn't as important as it used to be. And even when Joseph was out, it wasn't a huge difference with Jaleel Johnson. I, I wonder if... We've sort of just moved on from last season and put that, uh, you know, in the bank and started to move forward with free agency. We haven't really gone back and said, did they hurt themselves last off season? Yeah, I mean, it, it, and it sucks. It sucks because like they're they're good at so many things, right? The, the contract they gave Danelle Hunter is a steal. The contract they gave Stephon Diggs is a steal. They do a lot of things well, and then sometimes they shoot themselves in the foot, like with the bar contract. You put the bar contract on top of Eric Kendrick's contract. Now, I know he's earning it currently, but that's $22.5 million in traditional linebackers per season in a league that most, a lot of teams play dime, you know, almost 40% of the time. You don't even need that, that second player so much. And, and yes, as you said, like the Kansas City Chiefs wanted, they, they wanted Xavier Rhodes. The Vikings were, you know, sort of too tied to him to let him go. Um, and then, you know, not, not getting a, a year ahead of the Anthony Harris thing probably bit them as well because he turned out, took a great second half of 2018, turned it into like an all pro 2019. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of things I think that they, that, that we can be critical of them for. Another one of them, of course, is instead of sort of looking at, you know, they drafted Mike Hughes in 2018, they still needed cornerback in 2019 and they sort of let, I don't know what it'd be like the narrative or whatever. Uh, get around them drafting what would have been the best cornerback in the draft at the time, whether it be Riyak, Rocky Asin, uh, DeAndre Baker, anything like that. I think they probably would prefer to have him over Gradbury uh, right now. So that that's a really, I don't know, it was a tough offseason for them, and unfortunately they've always sort of been good at patching things up, but at some point the bill comes due. I want to circle back to what you said at the top of uh, the segment with Xavier Rhodes and, you know, people, should they stay, should they go? And him being one that you kind of look at immediately just based on what's happened and the decline physically the last two seasons and think, yeah, you can get some cap savings. Yes, you incurred dead cap, but to move on might be the best for both parties. Well, what if they can't afford 
to keep Trey Waynes? What if he decides to, or what if the market decides for him that he should be in that Tremaine Johnson or even in the Marcus Peters category where he's upwards of $15, $16 million a year player? And what if they can't keep Mackenzie Alexander, who might want to test the market as an outside corner, maybe play the role that he's always wanted to play? Never seems um, super thrilled here. So, also. Can you fathom having an entire new group of starting corners, or at that point, if you know that both Waynes and Alexander and Anthony Harris are out the door, that you say, okay, we will stick around with Xavier Rhodes, he's already under contract, and use him more in a rotational basis? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we had him as below a practice squad player last season in terms of value, so in some ways, I think that the only way that I think that that's pal- palpable for the Vikings is if they use him in some sort of role where, you know, you look at Kansas City this year, they played a lot of zone. They did a lot of things that I think that hit their cornerbacks. That's really tough to do, and it's not necessarily something that Zimmer uh, wants to do. I think, you know, back to the Dallas game, Mike Hughes starts for, for Trey Waynes, and he lets, he lets him get targeted 17, 18 times. Like, I fear that if, if Rhodes, you have a plan where he plays you know, three, four hundred snaps in a season, and then Holt Hill gets hurt or suspended, or somebody else, you know, the guy that you draft or sign gets hurt, and he's playing 750 snaps, and you have nowhere to hide. Uh, that's really the tricky part with Rhodes, is that I think the breaking point is really close to where we're at currently, and the Vikings defense has way too much invested in the other spots to sort of put it all on that, you know, put it all on his plate to be at least average for them to be successful. Eric, I really feel like you have presented the problems but not the solutions here in your uh, appearance <laughs> can you can you give us some solutions <laughs> i mean do i agree with everything you said obviously but do you have some thoughts I, on filling these spots and where you should go free agency specifically and should it be the approach of wait till week three of free agency as opposed to chase this guy or chase that guy and is there anyone that you might suggest as a Sort of, I don't want to say bottom of the barrel, but under the radar that might be a, a Vikings fit. Yep. So th- here's one that I've, I've said that has been unpopular, but I, I want to throw this out there. I think the Vikings should trade Harrison Smith. Um, and the reason I, and then they should, and I don't know if this is feasible with, with the way J. Ron Curse feels about the Vikings, but I think that they should trade Harrison Smith, retain Anthony Harris, and rebuild their defense with what would likely be an end of the first round, early second round draft pick. Um, because to me, they're not only ha- they have their issue are, is not defensively is not star talent but it is depth and the only way that you can get you know it, it, depth is to accumulate draft picks at this point. Uh, I think Smith is still really good. I think the rest of the league thinks he's really good, and hence you'll get a ton for him. I think in a trade. Uh, Janelle Hunter is another one. I know. I know Phil talked about you know trading him and a draft pick for the Tua pick. I People think that were would very be, upset. Uh, and, and I think that would be a steal for the Vikings if they were to get that. So that's to me, like how to use their actual assets. On offense, there's a free agent that I talked about today on my podcast, and, and it's Rashad Perriman. I think that the Vikings really need to go out there and get a third wide receiver um, so that their offense is, is more basically stable with respect to injuries to either Diggs, who's had a lot of them in his career, none last year, or Thielen, who had none early in his career and a lot last year. Um, I think that I think that if they, to your point about their third wide receiver last year, that was one place they sorely missed on offense, and I think it could put them over the top and make their defense less of an issue because they're scoring more points.
Well, I definitely think that we need to further discuss the, the trade stuff here on the show because it does feel like in order to fill all the positions you have to fill, that a trade of someone would make a lot of sense. And yes, people were very upset online that Daniil Hunter's name was even brought up. But Eric, I mean, when you look at what quarterback means to a team, there's uncertainty with Kirk Cousins. We haven't heard anything in terms of them getting an extension done for Cousins. And even though people would freak out out at trading a defensive player in some ways you have to cut the cord with some guys who are getting older or who have trade value to ultimately give yourself a better chance down the road yeah i mean the classic story is herschel walker right when jimmy johnson wanted to trade herschel walker they said to him he's your only good player and he's like yeah that's the point i don't have any other good players i need to get i need to get a lot of good players in order and i know the vikings aren't in that those dire of straits but in their secondary as you guys have pointed out like they're they're three or four players in their secondary away. If Harrison Smith can go from being one of those players to two of those players, uh, that's really helpful, especially if it gives them the money to retain Anthony Harris, who has certainly blossomed in Zimmer's defense, and I think probably has at least some sort of uh, you know feelings towards you know the way that that defense has enhanced his skills. So, okay, last thing for you is when you want to tell someone to have good luck not getting a pandemic virus, what do you say? Like, Stay safe. Stay safe out there. Like, uh, buy some toilet paper. What's the toilet paper thing? I, I just know. don't understand. Don't like, it's it. not, you can't clean with that. I think it's just hoarding. Yeah. I think, yes. And so the, the story that I went to Indiana to both cash a sports betting ticket and then buy food, I figured... <laughs> You know, Mike Pence's Indiana would be the least prepared out of all these, the tri-state area. So I went there to buy all my food and my, my extra supplies. And it was strange, like, tuna was, was in huge supply, which seems like a pretty solid uh, item right now. Toilet paper, not so much. Hmm. So it, it was a strange one. I always go with, yeah, stay safe. I don't shake their hand, though, when I do it. El- right. Elbow bump. Isn't um, that the new thing we're all doing? Just a wave is fine, or maybe a head nod. A very strong head nod. We're, daps are out of the question for the next... They're out of the question indefinitely. Yeah, I would say so. Daps well, and that's, bro hugs. that's actually better for us. Uh, Eric, well, stay safe out there in virus land, and we appreciate your time. As always, we'll do it again soon, man. All right, take care. Thanks for having me. Yep, for sure. Uh, let's talk for three minutes before the break, and then we've got other stuff to get to, like a draft sim, um, about the idea of trading someone. Now, I feel like even hesitant to say out loud trade Harrison Smith because Mike Zimmer might blow through the door and harm me. But More it, so than the Daniil Hunter potential I, proposed trade that Phil made. I think so. I, think I mean, that, Harrison is a future Hall of Famer. I think he would be more upset about suggesting to trade Harrison Smith than a defensive end because he's developed defensive ends. But Harrison Smith is a player you cannot find. Mm -hmm. That there are three or four safeties in the NFL as good as Harrison Smith, and everyone who plays next to him is gold. However, that's the reason to trade him. (laughs) And that's the reason to trade Hunter. Not that they're going to do it, but philosophically speaking, you have to trade valuable stuff to get good stuff back. Remember the days of, can we trade Treadwell for a starting left guard? Like, no. Oh, that was only a year ago. You know the other team wants to win two, right? You know that trades involve a trade partner, and you can't just send somebody off into the ether and accept some, expect something will come back. Well, that's part of the reason that I don't think a Stefan Diggs trade is completely off the table. And I've said that no matter what Rick Spielman said, and he did the right thing at the Combine by shutting that down and saying, you know, there's no reason to think he wouldn't be on the roster. Of course not, because they have all the leverage there. 
But if they see an opportunity or a window to upgrade the roster by unloading one of their star players and getting a nice haul back, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, and and that's, but, that position specifically, because we know how poor the wide receiver free agent class looks right, right mm-hmm. now. He would be the top one on the market, probably. He he would. I am still very much against anything that has Stephon Diggs leaving because of his positional value. Mm-hmm. I think with players on the defensive side, I just look at them differently than I do with wide receivers or quarterbacks. Where if you were to tell me any defensive player in the league for Stephon Diggs, I'm like, no. Not a chance. I just think Stephon Diggs is more valuable to winning football games than any defensive player in the entire NFL. You could tell me, well, what about Nick Bosa? Or what about this guy? What about that? No, no, no. I I really think a top 10 wide receiver is just top 15 wide receiver is more valuable in terms of winning than every single defensive player in the entire NFL. So I would not want to do that. But if you flip that around its head and you tell me I can trade a defensive player for my future quarterback... Or you, or I could trade him for a number three wide receiver, or I could trade him for a first round pick that I desperately need for my team to fill out spots. Like if I'm trading away, let's say you're trading away Harrison Smith, just from the crazy, most reckless speculation that they would not do, but it makes sense in this world. That if you trade him for a first round pick and then you draft a tackle and a corner as two first rounders, you probably get more value out of those two players than what you get out of Harrison Smith, who is, even though great, and like you said, I agree, future Hall of Famer, he is on the wrong side of where football players are at their greatest. Well, yeah, and I think that if you are in, you got to commit to rebuild mode, though, at that point, and concede totally agree, yeah. that you are not going to be a very active team in terms of fighting for a playoff spot next year. Maybe you'd be a wild card round and done. But to me, if you're making a, if you were making something that drastic where you'd be unloading a Daniil Hunter or in your situation, which will never happen, but the Harrison Smith trade that would bring you that draft capital, you're thinking for the future and that's fine. But you're also thinking that Mike Zimmer's not around to see all that thing, to see that through. So why would he agree to it? Yeah. And that's the thing is I've always wondered where everyone stands in the front office versus in the coaching staff and how much power Mike Zimmer has in all of mm-hmm. this. Because if it's Mike Zimmer and you say, hey, look, we can trade Harrison Smith, get whatever. Let's just I'll throw out a random number. The 15th pick in the draft or 17th pick in the draft. We could trade those two first rounders and a second next year for number two and get Tua. Let's just say Mike is going to go. Uh, no. What? Trade who? Harrison Smith? I don't think so. Where anyone who has their sights set on the future of the quarterback position, because that is ultimately what determines your success as a franchise, is going to say, "Mm, not a bad idea. And and I mean, there's more ways, too. If you're going to essentially burn it all down and try to start over and say, hey, the Kirk Cousins era, we concede it's over, then you need there's more than just getting a new quarterback. I think there's a lot of ways that you can... In a way, not tank, but at least unload parts of your roster. Stop paying guys just out of loyalty in the way that they've done this in the past and try to rebuild it from there. Right. I, I think it really depends on are you looking toward 2021, 2022, or 2020? And they're, both approaches are justifiable. Mm-hmm. It's just that there's one world that Eric Eager is presenting that says, you know, you can have a pretty good 2021 situation potentially. 
Or you could put yourself in a much more difficult 2021 if you go for it this year. So let's continue the conversation. Also a draft sim. uh, But I want to get to next. There are no sports on now. There's no baseball that's going to start right away. And there are some people suggesting that the two-week thing, two-week pushing back opening day, is just a soft way to get into a a longer uh, stoppage in baseball. Just like Jed said. Right. And uh, you've got no hockey, you've got no basketball. So I've got suggestions of football things on YouTube that you can watch. So I'm going to run a few by you. Uh, when we return, I'll, I'll, I'll read you what I've recently watched on YouTube here on the show. You listen to Purple Daily on Score North. You're listening to Score North on AM 1500 and the free Score North mobile app. Plenty of coronavirus-related cancellations, not just locally but nationally as well. We have a full list of them over at scorenorth.com. Some of them include Major League Baseball postponing opening day by two weeks and canceling spring training effective immediately. The NHL and Major League Soccer announcing that they're postponing their seasons for 30 days time. Again, a full and complete list of all the cancellations and postponements over at scorenorth.com. If you love to travel, you love cool experiences, you are going to love Viator. Viator is the world's leading travel experience marketplace. And for me, Sun Valley skiing is huge on my bucket list. So I just opened the Viator app, searched Sun Valley, and boom, custom ski and boot fittings and tickets delivered right to our condo. Pretty unbelievable. Just download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking. One app, over 300,000 experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.